I'm Richard McKenna, Sheriff Richard Roundtree. You're listening to Making a Difference with Ken Macon. Welcome to Making a Difference. I'm your host, Ken Macon. Got a great episode for you all. And more importantly, I have an episode. (laughs) Where have you been, Ken? You know, a lot of people asking me, you know, what's going on? What's up with the podcast? Speaking of, man, I got to shout out my brother, Trevin James. Trevin James, my friend, your prayers have been answered. Making a Difference is back. I just wish you weren't a Bronco fan. I had to throw that in there, man. But much love uh, to TJ, to the fam. Uh, the question, uh, t- to answer the question of where I've been, it isn't so much where I've been, but where I'm going. And I'm looking forward to sharing those experiences and dialogues with you all. Um, I, I think really all of us, you know, we're looking for the balance between work, you know, where you work, where, um, what your career may be, uh, and your passion. You know, looking really at, you know, between what you have to do uh, versus what you want to do. And I want to challenge all of you as I challenge myself to never give up on your passion. Keeping that in mind, I want to thank our sponsors. I want to thank uh, the Medical Villa Pharmacy on 1520 Laney Walker Boulevard in Augusta, Georgia. If you're looking for affordable health care and a pharmacy that you can trust, look no further than the Medical Villa Pharmacy, 706-722-7355, 706-722-7355. Also want to welcome a new sponsor, Pop and Stop, uh, to the uh, Making a Difference family. Uh, Pop and Stop can be found at 3558 Windsor Spring Road in Hepsiba, Georgia. Best popcorn on earth, y'all. This is a personal testimony. This is not, you know, me uh, being held at gunpoint to say that, you know, this is uh, some good stuff. I'm here to tell you that whenever I'm in South Augusta, I stop at Pop and Stop. I'm a look card-carrying VIP member. I love it. Now, I want you guys, you know, if you're in the Augusta area, to experience Pop and Stop for yourself. Again, 3558 Windsor Spring Road, 10 Hepsiba. Uh, You can call up there at 706-524-7503, Shout out uh, to Amber. She's Amber Ambrosia on Facebook. You can look up Pop and Stop on Facebook, but man, so many just great flavors. You know, they got strawberry cheesecake, Oreo, just, uh, Lord, I'm hungry now. (laughs) Uh, But TaxWise Financial, uh, just to to continue on, you know, just being grateful and just thankful for everybody who has uh, stepped up to support making a difference. TaxWise Financial at 2664 Tobacco Road in Hepzibah. Professional and affordable representation, the wise choice for all your tax needs. That's TaxWise Financial. 706-305-1412. 706-305-1412. Everybody wants to talk about Colin Kaepernick. So, verily, I too will talk about Colin Kaepernick. Uh, if you don't know who uh, Kaepernick is, he is a backup quarterback for the San Francisco 49ers of the NFL. Uh, He is refusing to stand for the playing of the national anthem in protest of what he deems are wrongdoings against African-Americans and people of color in the United States. Uh, His latest refusal to stand for the national anthem, uh, he's actually done this in at least one other preseason game, came before the 49ers preseason loss to Green Bay uh, at Levi's Stadium last Friday. Kaepernick said, I'm not going to stand up to show pride in the flag for a country that oppresses black people and people of color. Uh, Kaepernick told, uh, shared this with the NFL media uh, in an exclusive interview after the game. Uh, Kaepernick said, to me, this is bigger than football, and it would be selfish on my part to look the other way. There are bodies in the street and people getting paid leave and getting away with murder. Now, there are responses to Cap's decision and a bunch of, uh, you know, sub-stories and people, you know, having a lot to, to say. I'm not going to get into all of that. 
I'm going to get to the facts of Cap's decision. Here's the truth. The truth is, as uh, an American, Kaepernick has the right to do this. Yes, people have fought and died for these types of American ideals. And I'm going to be honest with you. I would strongly encourage you not to argue with people who don't understand this. Who, I mean, to understand the essence of what Amer- what it means to be in America, what it means to live in America. You'd be surprised about people who don't understand that. Uh, you have folks who say that they, you know, agree with his viewpoints, but not his actions. This is uh, not only an ambivalent perspective. Uh, it is, I believe, inherently hypocritical and disingenuous. My thing is this. I would rather people be more honest about why Cap is sitting down, address those concerns um, as he did uh, in this recent interview uh, with reporters. Accomplished. What, what would you like this you know, to be the end game for you? That's basically. Um, I mean, ultimately, it's to bring awareness and make people you know, realize what's really going on in this country. There are a lot of things that are going on that are unjust, people aren't being held accountable for, and that's something that needs to change. That's something that you know, this country stands for freedom, liberty, justice for all. And it's not happening for all right now. Is this something that's evolved as a philosophy in your mind? And how has this kind of progressed that you make a stand like this? It's something that I've seen, I've felt, um, wasn't quite sure how to deal with uh, originally. And it is something that's evolved. It's something as I've gained more knowledge about you know what's going on in this country in the past what's going on currently uh, these aren't new situations this isn't new ground it's things that have gone on in this country for years and years and have never been addressed and they need to be Colin, to yes uh, I'll continue to sit I'm gonna continue to stand with the people that are being oppressed uh, to me, this is something that has to change. And when there's significant change, and I feel like that flag represents what it's supposed to represent, and this country is representing people the way that it's supposed to, I'll stand. Specifically, what would you like to say? There's a lot of things that need to change. Uh, one, one specifically is police brutality. There's people being murdered unjustly and not being held accountable. Cops are getting paid leave for killing people. That's not right. That's not right by anyone's standards. Colin, so many people see the flag as kind of a symbol of military. How do you view it and, and what do you say to those people? Uh, you know, I have great respect for men and women that have fought for this country. I have family, I have friends that have gone and fought for this country. And they fight for freedom. They fight for the people, they fight for liberty and justice for everyone. And that's not happening. I mean, people are dying in vain because this country isn't holding their end of the bargain up as far as, you know, giving freedom and justice and liberty to everybody. It's something that's not happening. And I've seen videos, I've seen circumstances where men and women that have been in the military have come back and been treated unjustly by the country they fought for and have been murdered by the country they fought for on our land. That's not right. There is police brutality. Yeah. Uh, people of color have been targeted by police. Mm-hmm. So that's a large part of it. And they're government officials. They're put in place by the government. So, you know, that's something that this country has to change. Mm-hmm. There's just... things we can do to, you know, hold them more accountable, make those standards higher. You have people that practice law and are lawyers and go to school for eight years 
but you can become a cop in six months and don't have to have the same amount of training as a cosmetologist. That's that's insane. I mean, someone that's holding a curling iron has more education and more training than people that have a gun and are going out on the street to protect us. The way that our news media and quite honestly, social media is set up, we never get into the crux of these debates. We never get to the realness of a situation. And here's why I think that happens. I think people really don't care. You know, Kaepernick is a, is different from a lot of us in social media land. I've shared this commentary with uh, a few a few of you guys who, you know, know of the, some of the things I say just on my personal Facebook page. You know, we get a lot of our revolutionary kicks, you know, a lot of, you know, feeling like we woke by debating with people who are bigots, you know, and, and sharing these, like, commentaries and stories and this, like, kind of fake disbelief. Like, I can't believe so-and-so said that. Or, I can't believe that cop shot that kid, man. Of, of course you can believe it. Like, stop stop faking the funk. Stop playing yourself. I salute Kaepernick for a lot of different reasons. But I salute him because he's clearly been affected by the atrocities committed nationwide. And, you know, he's found this... I, I believe, in, and from what I've see, seen, he's found this relationship, you know, in the history of protests um, in the Oakland and in the Bay Area. This is something that has happened. I mean, this goes back to the history of uh, the Black Panthers. Uh, this is something that even now as the Black Lives Matter, uh, Black Lives Matter movement, you know, is continuing to, to grow and, you know, is continuing to, to inform more people. It's, it's obvious that somehow, some way, he's been affected by that. Cap stand or sitting, whatever your perspective. It, to me, it outlines two truths. First, it shows that the power of protesting is a lot alive and well, both for you know the everyday citizen, the layman, and for the celebrity. I think this is a, an important point that we can't trivialize because so many people say, "Well, protesting solves nothing." That is <laughs> entirely incorrect. Um, I think the example of of Kaepernick. Or, you know, what Kaepernick has chosen to do is, is a great example of that. But I think even beyond that, you know, just the, the sharing of information, you know, once you hear of a person's, you know, angst or why they're angry with, with something, it should inspire research. It shouldn't inspire you to want to know things for yourself. And there is great power in that. And then there's, there's the other side of it, <laughs> that there are some people who will, who will never understand or identify with protesting. And with those folks, I say spend more time in your conviction and less time in convincing. People are going to ultimately respect your actions and your example more than they will respect your words and posts anyway. I feel like that even just in, in some terms with the podcast. You know, you guys can read some of the things I'm saying, but there's there's power in inflection. There's power in sharing information. There's power in, you know, when I go out and reach out to, you know, elected officials or when I go out and reach out to, you know, just people in our community. You're listening to Making a Difference. I'm your host, Ken Macon. I, I want to take this a step further. The reason why we have this, you know, this fake disbelief, you know, people will put a post on Facebook and, oh, I can't believe that happened. Here's what I believe. A lot of us do understand what's going on in this country. In fact, we understand it so well that we realize if we honestly legitimately and diligently did something about some of the atrocities that are going on across this nation, it would change everything. Uh, it would change our families. It would change our careers. It would change our homes. And, you know, those things would come with great sacrifice and great struggle. In fact, uh, it could cost some of us our lives. 
and for many of us, you know, in the totality of it all, these are, are too great, um, too great a burden or burdens to bear. So instead, we live these substandard lives being treated in a substandard manner. And the only time we really only lash out and, and really it's a it's a form of, of passive aggressiveness. You know, people will say these things. You'll it'll come across our phones, our TVs, our radios. People say these crazy outlandish racist things. We act surprised. But we know what the deal is. We're just not willing to make the sacrifice. Here's the deal. Uh, the overwhelming majority of black folk in this country, in the United States of America, bear the burden of the history of slavery. That history goes from slavery to Reconstruction to Jim Crow to the crack era to right now as you're listening to this podcast. You can't hide from it. You can't fake it. What you can do is what Colin Kaepernick is doing, which is demand that folks be accountable for the past and the present. And that in turn, uh, gives us all hope for the future. I'm not talking about withholding information. I'm not talking about, you know, not sharing information. In fact, it is incumbent upon all of us that we learn everything we can about that aforementioned past and present. But we do ourselves a disservice giving an audience to the senseless commentary and musings of people like, you know, Bill O'Reilly's, um, this uh, Tommy, La- uh, uh, Tommy La- Laren or Lauren or whatever her name is. These pawns who represent an entity and power structure that never had black folk in mind or poor folk in mind in terms of their best interests. Stop being afraid. If you Just admit that you're afraid. Admit it. Because once you admit it, then you can stop it. You can say, look, <laughs> I, I understand, I, I've been there. Fear can make you complacent. Fear can make you apathetic. That's why a lot of y'all aren't going to vote anymore because you're afraid. Your fear makes you believe that you don't have a stake in your future. And I say the devil is a liar. You're a taxpaying citizen. Make these people, make these elected officials, make these, look, bucketheads, nincompoops, these clowns. Make them put some respect on your name. But here's what you have to do first. You have to put respect on your own name. Colin Kaepernick went from being a pass short of a Super Bowl. I remember that quite vividly. They played uh, Baltimore Ravens. Went from being a pass short of a Super Bowl to serious questions like right now, we don't even know if, if Colin Kaepernick will, will be on the roster, if he'll even you know make it uh, to the, the 53-man roster. But I'm here to tell you right now, I commend Colin Kaepernick, and even as he you know is struggling in, in his career, to me, he's the real MVP of the NFL. We'll be back after a few words from our sponsors. You're listening to Making a Difference. I'm Augusta Mayor Hardy Davis. You're listening to Making a Difference with Ken Macon. Hey, you. Yeah, you. Are you looking for affordable health care? Are you looking for a pharmacy that you can trust? Well, look no further than Medical Villa Pharmacy on 1520 Laney Walker Boulevard here in beautiful Augusta, Georgia. This may be a familiar voice to you. Hey, it's none other than Ken Macon from the hit show Making a Difference. And I just want to tell you about the fine folks over at Medical Villa Pharmacy. They're led by pharmacists, Dr. Marshall Curtis and Baron Curtis. And I tell you, they provide great service for many of us here in Augusta, Richmond County. They take Georgia Medicaid, insurance plans, charge cards, WIC vouchers, and they even provide free delivery service. The Medical Villa Pharmacy is conveniently located in the medical district near the Medical College of Georgia and Payne College. Medical Villa Pharmacy. They are dedicated doctors, medical mavens, and a blessing to the health industry. What more can I say but head to Medical Villa Pharmacy, 706-722-7355, 706-722-7355. 
Have you gotten a letter from the IRS about an audit, levy, or tax lien? Worried because you haven't filed taxes in several years? Well, stop worrying and call the tax pros at TaxWise Financial on Tobacco Road. TaxWise Financial is licensed to represent you at all levels of the IRS in any state. From the simple to the complex, professional and affordable representation by TaxWise Financial will help resolve all of your tax issues. Call them at 706-305-1412. TaxWise Financial, the wise choice for all your tax needs. Looking for a snack on the go? A gift for someone you know? Well, I want to let you know about my brand new shop, Pop and Stop. Hi, my name is Amber, and if you're like me, you want three things to be great in life. Food, fun, and friends. Well, Pop and Stop has all three. First, the food. We have the best gourmet popcorn in Augusta, and quite possibly the world. We have flavors such as strawberry cheesecake, vanilla, Oreo cheesecake, cheesy ranch, and much more. As far as the fun, we have great discounts, deals, and events for our loyal customers. What about friends? We consider the Augusta community to be our friends, more like family, really. When you support Pop and Stop, you're supporting our youth. When you support Pop and Stop, you're supporting local entrepreneurs and artists through events such as Pop, Sip, and Stroke. So stop in today. Once you pop, you can't stop. Pop and stop. You can find us at 3558 Windsor Spring Road next to the Checkers or give us a call at 706-524-7503. My name is Lauren Macon and you are listening to Making a Difference with my handsome husband, Ken Macon. Welcome back to Making a Difference. I'm your host, Ken Macon. So glad you guys are here with me listening in to this commentary. You know, as you go through your work day, maybe, you know, you're exercising, maybe want to, you know, shed a few pounds. I'm glad that you decided to uh, to kick it with your boy for a little bit. Talk about a lot of different things. We just finished uh, having a commentary about uh, Colin Kaepernick. Not even so much about Kaepernick, but just, you know, um, American ideals and, and what it means to, to be African-American living in, in America. And how, I mean, really... <laughs> The system has been against us from the word go. And it's amazing how over time, you know, people will, you know, gloss over this fact. And I, I won't even say so much trivialized because I, I do think we understand. I think it, uh, the majority understands, you know, how black folk were treated. It's just a matter of, you know, whether people have legitimate concern. But nevertheless, I want to talk about history because as I see a lot of these conversations breaking down uh, on all forms of media, what I realize is, is that most Americans have zero perspective um, when it comes to the history uh, of this nation. You know, our, our teachers lie to us. A lot of our teachers lie to us. You know, if we're going to be, and make no mistake about it, I'm going to be completely honest. I will also uh, go further and say that most of us have no idea in terms of revolution. When we talk about making profound changes, you know, a lot of us will use it as buzzwords, but we really don't understand what it means. I, I want to share a point I had made a while back uh, in terms of, of history and in terms of revolution. Um, the ugly truth is this. Uh, rarely in American or world history have we seen a peaceful revolution. Uh, most people remember the civil rights movement of the 1960s as a series of nonviolent peaceful protests. And I would say, you know, my response to that would be, try telling that to Dr. King's family. Try telling that to Malcolm X's family. Uh, those men were murdered, assassinated. You know, even try telling that to the Kennedys. Again, murdered, assassinated. The American Revolution was bloody. You know, people uh, just a few months ago celebrated the 4th of July. 
apparently with no understanding of the price of freedom. And we even see that today with, with the conversation about Kaepernick. Uh, even in the Bible, which is the religious standard for many Americans, there are incidents of uprisings and extreme violence. I just want to share with you, honestly, you know, what's going on in our country and in some ways what's going on in this world is that you have people who are tired, people who are desperate. Um, you, we, you know, we, we see these things kind of pop on our on our TV screens and a, a lot of us, you know, just don't make the connection in terms of what's going on. Uh, but if, if you're listening to this podcast today, you need to ask yourself this honest question. And the question is, do I really want revolution? Or do I want to continue my life in peace while maintaining the status quo that brutalizes people of color and or the poor? So good luck with that. Um, I mentioned all this really as a framework for understanding history. And, you know, however you feel about what Colin Kaepernick did, I, as I mentioned, I salute him. But he has also allowed us to gain some perspective on the awful history of the Star Spangled Banner. Um, the story, as most of us are told, and I want to shout out uh, the root.com for this. And I forget the uh, the gentleman's name who compiled uh, this information, but it really was a great piece. And a lot of you all have been sharing it on social media. The story, as most of us are told, is that Francis Scott Key was a prisoner on a British ship during the War of 1812. Francis Scott Key uh, was the gentleman who wrote uh, the Star Spangled Banner. Uh, we were told, you know, he was a prisoner on a British ship during the War of 1812. And he wrote this poem. Uh, while watching the American troops battle back uh, the invading British in Baltimore. Uh, that, as is the case with so much of history that's taught in public schools and regurgitated by the mainstream press, is less than half the story. To understand the full Star Spangled Banner story, you have to understand the author. He was an aristocrat and city prosecutor in Washington, D.C. He was like most enlightened men at the time, not against slavery. He just thought that since blacks were mentally inferior, masters should treat them with more Christian kindness. And I know, I know. He supported sending free blacks, not slaves, back to Africa, and with a few exceptions, was about as pro-slavery, anti-black, and anti-abolitionist as you could get at the time. Of particular note was Key's opposition to the idea of the colonial marines. The Marines were a battalion of runaway slaves who joined with the British Royal Army in exchange for their freedom. The Marines were not only a terrifying example of what slaves would do if given the chance, but also a repudiation of the white superiority that men like Key were so invested in. All of these ideas and concepts came together around August 24, 1815, at the Battle of Bladensburg, where Key, who was serving as a lieutenant at the time, ran into a battalion of colonial Marines. His troops were taken to the woodshed by the very black folks he disdained, and he fled back to his home in Georgetown and licked his wounds. The British troops, emboldened by their victory in Bladensburg, then marched into Washington, D.C., burning the Library of Congress, the Capitol Building, and the White House. You can imagine that Key was very much in his feelings, seeing black soldiers trampling on the city he so desperately loved. A few weeks later, in September of 1815, far from being a captive, Key was on a British boat begging for the release of one of his friends, a doctor named William Beans. Key was on the boat waiting to see if the British would release his friend when he observed the bloody battle of Fort McHenry in Baltimore on September 13, 1815. America lost the battle but managed to inflict heavy casualties on the British in the process. This inspired Key to write the Star Spangled Banner right then and there, but no one remembers that he wrote a full third stanza decrying the former slaves who were now 
working for the British Army. And that third stanza uh, reads as such. And where is that band who so vauntingly swore that the havoc of war and the battle's confusion, a home and a country should leave us no more? Their blood has washed out their foul footsteps pollution. Uh, no refuge could save the hireling and slave from the terror of flight or the gl gloom of the grave. And the star-spangled banner in triumph doth wave over the land of the free and home of the brave. In other words, Key was saying that the blood of all former slaves and hirelings on the battlefield will wash away the pollution of the British invaders. With Key still bitter that some black soldiers got the best of him a few weeks earlier, the star-spangled banner is as much a patriotic song as it is a diss track to black people who had the audacity to fight for their freedom. Perhaps that's why it almost took uh, 100 years for the song to become the national anthem. The moral of the story is, in my mind, is to know your history. And if you don't know your history, to research it for yourself. That's my commentary for today. I want to leave you all with a few words from Brother Malcolm. And that is Malcolm X. Uh, it's called A Message to the Grassroots. It was um, shared uh, on November 10th, 1963. And I want to leave those words uh, with you. Love you guys so much. Peace. And God bless. And during the few moments that we have left, we want to have just an off-the-cuff chat between you and me, us. We want to talk right down to earth in a language that everybody here can easily understand. We all agree tonight, all of the speakers have agreed that America has a very serious problem. Not only does America have a very serious problem, but our people have a very serious problem. America's problem is us. We're her problem. The only reason she has a problem is she doesn't want us here. And every time you look at yourself, be you black, brown, red, or yellow, a so-called Negro, you, are, you represent a person who poses such a serious problem for America because you're not one. Once you face this as a fact, then you can start plotting a course that will make you appear intelligent instead of unintelligent. What you and I need to do is learn to forget our differences. When we come together, we don't come together as Baptists or Methodists. You don't catch hell because you're a Baptist, and you don't catch hell because you're a Methodist. <laughs> you, don't, you don't catch hell because you're a Methodist or a Baptist. You don't catch hell because you're a Democrat or a Republican. You don't catch hell because you're a Mason or an Elf. And you sure don't catch hell because you're an American, because if you was an American, you wouldn't catch no hell. You catch hell because you're a black man. You catch hell, all of us catch hell for the same reason. Did you enjoy that episode of Making a Difference? If you did, then I want you to follow and keep up with the Making a Difference movement on Twitter, on Facebook, on SoundCloud, and on iTunes. If you're looking us up on iTunes, search for Making M-A-K-I-N-A difference soundcloud all you gotta do is go to soundcloud.com backslash making a difference on twitter the handle is difference making m-a-k-i-n and on facebook you can go to facebook.com backslash making a difference show s-h-o-w thank you guys so much for supporting the movement love you guys peace and god bless